Verse Genius, episode 29-999. In this episode, Donald Dennis talks with Stephanie Frey and Errol Elmer about nonary games, nine hours, nine persons, nine doors. Hey, do you know you can go over to podpledge.com and search for Inverse Genius and you'll see our Podpledge page. All that money goes to help support the ongoing podcasting costs and we truly appreciate it. Thanks. Welcome to an Inverse Genius Podcast. I'm Donald Dennis. You can find me staggering blindly through the internet as Walsvio. Today is particularly exciting because we have on hosts from two of our other Inverse Genius shows. We have Errol from the Room Escape Divas. Hey, Errol. Hello. <laughs> Hi. 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 Did, did I surprise you there? Oh, no, 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 no. I was actually trying to exit the nonary game. Oh, well, that's prop. Well, we'll get to that here in a minute. <laughs> Um, you should have exited it already because that's what this is all about. But we're all also going to bring on uh, Stephanie or Nephilope from our one of our Twitch streams. Hello! And today, as Errol has already spoiled everything. Oh, I'm or sorry. Maybe the, oh, I thought there'd be a title. Maybe the title of the episode <laughs> would have done so. Uh, uh, we're going to be talking about the nonary games, Nine Hours, Nine Persons, Nine Doors, as sort of a crossover between our love of all kinds of gaming and escape rooms. And uh, plus Stephanie made me play it. I did. You had to play it. Good job, Steph. Stephanie. Yeah. <laughs> Stephanie, this is sort of you or the tour guide in and amongst this experience. Uh, what is the nonary games? Uh, so the nonary games is sort of like an interesting blend of visual novel and escape room. Uh, and it's interesting the way just the way it does it in this like sort of branch like fashion. So what's really interesting is depending on what choices you make depends on like what you'll actually get to see and what like escape rooms you'll actually get to go through in your playthrough. And so for those who are not in the know, a visual novel is sort of like a novel played as a video game. Yeah, it's sort of like um, you'll see like a character portrait usually and then sort of text at the bottom and you just kind of click through and sometimes they'll be like fully voiced, which the Nonary Games actually seems like it mostly is. And then and other times it's just all text. Right. I think that's usually when you're in the actual like escape rooms. But if you're in the sort of like visual novel bits, you know, you'll actually hear the voice actors being like, oh, no. Right. I had mine in Japanese. Could you could you understand oh, no, it? But it's all in English. But all the voice is in Japanese. <laughs> you know, I've never actually played it in Japanese. I did like fuss around with it like a whole bunch at the uh, at the options menu when they're like the nonary games. Yeah, mm. I think I chose Japanese because other visual novel type games I've played, I always preferred to for it to be in Japanese, but everything is in English when it's on the screen, so. Yeah. Well, I guess before we get too far into the nonary games, why don't you let our listeners know about your shows in case this is their first exposure to you? Um, we'll start with Errol, since you've been with the uh, Inverse Genius just a wee bit longer. I have? Oh, huzzah! That's amazing! I'm... <laughs> I guess I've been with you for a long time, haven't you? Wow. It sure feels like it. <laughs> How long has it been? 
It's I think I know the podcast has been going. Anyway, sorry, I'm part of Room Escape Divas, and we are an escape room podcast. We are a podcast all about escape rooms and the escape room industry. So that's what we talk about. There's four of us. There's Mike, Ruby, and Amanda, and myself, and we have all sorts of guests about escape rooms. So if you're not interested in escape rooms, you probably wouldn't be interested in our podcast, but you never know. Who knows? But if, if you're interested in songs about escape rooms, go back and listen to season one. Just season one, two, and three. Season four, I gave up. Actually, did I give up in season three, too? I can't remember. Season four, definitely. <laughs> I have no idea. All I know is season one had them, and eventually they did not, and I was yeah, sad. Yeah, I know. It got really hard having a brand new song every episode. <laughs> Wow, that's dedication yeah, was, right there. It was like, you know, there are only so many ways you can sing about escape rooms. Well, and only so many Disney songs you can that rip off. That is true. And 80s songs are really I mean, hard. Um, not rip off. What's what's <laughs> the phrase? Parody. Yes. Parody. I, I ran out of Disney songs because the other ones I couldn't sing And that's well. fair. Yes. <laughs> They're doing all those like reboots now, so there's not as many new ones. Mm-hmm. Now they're ripping them themselves off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sorry, Disney. Do not come after us. We have no money. <laughs> Um, but okay. And also, uh, Stephanie, how about your Twitch stream? Yeah. Uh, so I do Twitch streaming. Uh, right now we're mostly going through Diablo, uh, Diablo three. We've been like trying to finish the crazy seasonal stuff. Um, and then on like, what is it? Wednesdays, we've been doing sort of a persistent Stardew farm where we're all trying not to kill each other. Oh, fun. Uh, with like oh it's a lot of fun we've got sort of the unlimited players mod going so we've got like seven people whoa so upgrading is just a absolute mess <laughs> um <laughs> and then on uh some saturdays we do D. oh nice uh so we just finished up the uh dragon heist campaign in Waterdeep, and now we're doing mad mage nice and occasionally you do art streaming too yes occasionally i do do art streaming so oh wow you know, I'm a horrible person when it comes to Stardew Valley. I don't know if Donald had saw one of my Twitch. I don't do Twitch streams. Um, not that I'm against it. I just don't. Uh, but I, we do. I do join another friend, and I think we had 30 minutes of us starting a Stardew Valley game. But I'm one of those spreadsheet kind of guys when it comes to Stardew Valley. So I'm, I'm a task. I think I saw this comic. Yeah, I'm very. <laughs> I'm a horrible person as the. Manager of a Stardew Valley farm. <laughs> so there's an actual, there's a 30 minute video of us playing it and everybody getting angry with me because I, because I ordered them around. People angry with Errol. I can't, I can't imagine. <laughs> yeah, see, we mostly just like yell at each other over like, you talking to my husband? What you doing talking to my husband? So. That's that's exciting. Yeah. By which I mean, let's go talk about the Nonary Games. Excellent. All right. So, set the scene, uh, Errol. You you actually just finished it most recently. Yeah. So what what is the scene? How does the Nonary Games nine hours nine persons nine doors, which we are going to shorten to this point out as nine nine nine. Sounds good. Um, how does it start? Well, it starts off with you as the main character, and you get flashes of white and then you see like pictures i think of a boat and then you see pictures of you having a flashback and then waking up 
and there's you know and you don't know what's happening it's kind of almost a little bit like you were well basically you were kidnapped and then you're stuck in a room that starts to fill up with water and you have to solve your way out is that good? Sorry, that's right. kind of how it starts. That is, that's yeah. a good start. That, that's a very good start. I should let our listeners know that uh, Stephanie, what is this podcast going to be chock full of? Oh yeah. What is this podcast going to be chock full of? Chocolate. Yes. No. <laughs> spoilers. spoilers. Oh, spoilers! <laughs> yeah, we're going to have lots of spoilers. All the that's spoilers. true because you know anything past like, hey, you're in what seems to be a sinking ship. Spoilers. Yes. yes. So we originally tried to record us playing through it, where we were each playing on our own computer, and Stephanie was recording her doing stuff on her end, and we were talking about what was going on. And I seem to have the same problem that Errol does, which is my tolerance for jaw flapping. It's like, oh, I've read it, click, read it, click, read it, click. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm there like, I have to get every nugget of dialogue. Oh. I must but if you're not hearing it, it's everything? original Klingon, I don't think you're really getting it. <laughs> In fact, I'm probably worse than Don because I actually put it all in auto-skip, even if I haven't read it. I just get the gist. <gasps> I know. I just start reading. Okay, they're still talking. Oh, they're sad and upset. Okay, yeah, I get that part. Sad and upset, sad and upset. <laughs> It's like, oh my goodness, how much are you going to talk about how sad and upset you are? Ah, just keep going. <laughs> and it's like, and now you know why he hasn't gotten the final finish. <laughs> oh, that makes a lot of sense. Oh, actually, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm at, I'm at uh, four endings. I finished all four endings. I, I, I okay, under, I, I stop it. I had to learn how the game worked because I didn't understand how the keys and lock work works on the flow. And so I'm looking at this, and I and I don't know. I mean, what happens? I'll explain a little bit more in the game. Is that you actually will get a flow chart, almost like a game flow. And as Steph said, there are paths that you can follow. But paths only open up when you read and get to certain dialogue options, and you choose the right dialogue options. And so my problem is at the very beginning, I would just press space all the time to get through all of them. And that was problematic because sometimes space is also how you choose an option in a dialogue option. And for some reason, they always have the wrong one. Even if it's just a binary choice, the wrong one is first. And so I'm going space, 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 space. And then I chose something that I don't even know what I chose. And I chose the wrong one. And so I missed unlocking a path. And, and I realized that later. So now that's why I kind of almost always auto skip. So that when I get to the choice, it just automatically stops. It's like, oh, it's choice time. And then I press up to take a look at the log to see what people were talking about. I do love that they have an auto skip and that the auto skip will like slow down if there's a dialogue you haven't seen yet, which is kind and of also neat. and also that you can scroll back up in the log even if you have done the auto skip. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. The, you know, there is a lot of stuff. This game is not new in any way, shape, or form. Mm -mm. It was originally for the. Um, which one was it? DS, it was the right? DS, yeah. Yeah. Oh. Uh, which I never never played it on. But I did. I I never it, it it feels like there are things in it that you're like, oh, this feels like it's a concession to modern game design stuff. So I guess they may have rejiggered it around a little bit. I don't know. 
I will say the like ending stuff felt very different on like PC. All right, so Errol, there there is one thing mm-hmm. that flowchart that shows you how to get to all the endings. Mm-hmm. It okay. There was a point where I was like, oh, we only have one ending left. It's like three choices. This is going to be easy. We'll be in and out in half an hour. Blah blah blah. <gasps> Stephanie Stephanie had like four hours of time blocked out for us. Oh. Because that is not true. Oh, it lies to you. Okay. So my last <laughs> option, I was trying to get everything done. In fact, when you, when I called you. Is it, on, is it the coffin? Pardon? Is it the coffin? Yeah. So I haven't finished the gold one. So as I said, I actually okay. finished the fourth one. So when I was calling you, I ha- it was still going through the ending of the, sorry, the fourth ending for me was, was the, where I, Sub. Uh, no, well, not the sub. That was the third ending for me. The fourth, or maybe that was... Uh, anyway, it doesn't matter which ending it was. It was the ending where uh, I'm gassed again. Do you, does that make sense? Hmm. I'm gassed I lose, again. I lose June, and then I get gassed again. Oh, yes, everybody dies. Well, no, that's another ending with the sub. <laughs> so I didn't... I, oh, they no. didn't die. It's just that all of a sudden, I found everything out about... So this is spoiler. I found everything about Ace... And mm-hmm. he he gets incinerated. Do you remember mm-hmm. that part? And then I get gassed. Mm-hmm. And then it says, mm-hmm. the, the end, or is it? And so that's the final ending, I think. I think I have all of them now, except for the gold ending. So did you get past the coffin yet? No. No, he hasn't no, got I past, haven't the got past the coffin so The coffin's the gold the one. The coffin is the gold one. I, I, I don't mind if you spoil it for me. Because I'm not reading it anyway, and I kind of got the. <laughs> dialogue. I, I got the gist of how it all worked because I've got all f- other four. I know who a. You're just is. here for the puzzles. Well, no, it's not only. I mean, I do like, but I think I think it's about. It's like I find that some of the endings are kind of like fanfic endings, and the other and the good want the the endings you're supposed to follow are are interesting. Does that make sense? And so some of them, it's like, oh my goodness, this is like really cheesy. How long is this going to go for? Like for the bad endings. And then for the good endings. Mm -hmm. All right. So I thought the same thing until we had finished discussing it and and, finished playing through it. And what it turns out is that because of stuff that is going on behind the scenes that you, your character is not aware of on any given playthrough different things actually really make sense. Oh, no, I, mm-hmm. I, I I think things logically make sense, but there was that whole part of like, oh, no, Cammy, I love you, I love you, for like three pages. Let's think about all my stuff and how much I love you. It's like, oh, for pity's sake, this is like a useless woman throughout the whole game, and how come you like her so no. much? <laughs> I, Wait, does this mean you don't know? No, he doesn't No, I know. don't know. I'm kind of assuming... That she's like the bad person because we've kind of like I've seen all the other people be the bad people. <laughs> does, yeah, does that makes sense. So I'm yeah, kind of assuming that she's zero by now. So yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> that's so okay, Stephanie. Here's the question. Yes. Do we not tell Errol a couple of key things and kick him off? Oh the no, show no, no, at some no, no, no. You can. I don't mind if and you talk spoil. about the real I, ending. I'm not oh, asking okay. you. <laughs> or do we just go ahead and? I, and, and I at mean, some point. okay, if he's not reading the dialogue anyway, like... Okay. All right. 
So let's talk about what the whole origin of the Nonary Games was. One of the things that we learned during the show, or during the yeah during the show, the novel, the the game. It's like what nine years ago. Was that yes, something like nine years ago. There's an extra nine in there they didn't tell us about. Hmm. Nine Go hours, figure. nine persons, nine doors, nine years. Yes. Uh, um. That there was an experiment set up to test some theories. And what were those theories, Stephanie? The morphogenic fields. Essentially, yes. um, so basically there's sort of like a field, uh, and as more people know about a fact, that information is in the field, and that essentially people can access that information without sort of realizing it. I think the... and Sorry. I think when there's a part no. in the game where, where what's his name, Santa explains with the rats, and I think that's a good example. Oh, it's absolutely! Maze, yeah. um, it's the one where there's basically two hallways. One is dark, and the other isn't. But the one that's not dark, the water is electrified, um, and so basically the rats are trying to get out of this water that they can potentially drown in. And most of them go for the electrified water uh, uh, at first. Because they don't but know then that eventually, it's electrified. Right. And then eventually in the experiment, uh, once they start putting new rats in, more often the rats start going for the dark hallway without ever touching the, like, sort of electrified, lit, sort of safe-looking one. So the yeah. idea that is there's some sort of this, uh, I can't even pronounce it, your magnifomorphic whatever. How do you pronounce that again? Morphogenic. Morphogenic. Yeah. Morphogenic field is like some sort of collective unconscious that's in the ether somewhere and collects all this information that we can access. Right. And so essentially what they were trying to test in that first test that happened nine years ago was um, they had some kids that were supposed to be better at uh, sending out that information. And then they had some kids who were supposed to be better at receiving that information and sort of reading these fields. And this is all information you discover over the course of the whole scenario. You don't get that all at once anywhere. And it's actually, I really like how all of that is integrated into the different paths in the game as they bring up variety of different aspects of history. So whether it be the Titanic, whether it be these experiments that are held... They all they bring all of this up in the game, and it's actually kind of neat. So I did read those. I didn't skip those parts. No. Yeah, I did. That's how I know. That's you know, I basically anything with a key I read. <laughs> okay, mm. that's legit. Um, so and I love that too. Like it's really interesting because they bring up these examples, and you're like, okay, but why are you telling me about this guy who wrote about like? certain sort of spooky aspects of the Titanic and then eventually died on it. Like, what's the importance of this man? Right. And the whole thing is the is that the story, the game you're playing through, is that exact thing. It's not just what your characters are going through, but that you as a player, you're, when you are going through the game again, you are, in theory, enacting this morphogenic field by, hey, this is another person playing through the game who knows the things that uh, this other person played the last time I played through it. Mm -hmm. And so it is writ large the, the whole theme of the 
you know things you shouldn't know. And instead of we're saying, oh, waving our hands and making it video game nonsense, it is a, oh, it's being played out a different way with a different person, but it, it just happens to be the same person on the, at the keyboard. I mean, in essence, the player themselves is kind of the morphogenic field for the characters. Yes. And that's kind of cool how they integrate that into the game. So I do enjoy that I mean, part. not just a little bit pompous, but also very cool. Yes. <laughs> but it gives, it gives like, you know, it, it becomes almost like, well, it is a little bit of fourth wall, except they don't know it. But, you know, and because like a lot of other games do that and you can go back and you can try another, another path. But here it's all tied in with the plot of the, of the game, which makes it pretty, pretty impressive for nine years ago. Oh, yeah. But in this one... If you go down, say, the path on the far right, you'll learn something that will help you get out on the path on the far left, which you can't get out without. Mm-hmm. But they they will never re-intersect back again where in that one playthrough you can get all the way out. So when you solve puzzles, you have to you have to pull from your puzzle knowledge for all over the boat. Oh, really? I, I usually yeah. found everything was co- for the puzzles, except for the... I haven't done the golden ones, so maybe... That's where it comes to... If you haven't made it past the coffin, you don't know what you're yes, talking okay. about. <laughs> so there you go. Well, I'm assuming that you can't get to the golden one until you solve everything anyway, right? So you have to solve... Did you... It's so it seems. Sorry? You opened the... Uh, what is it? The treasure vault, right? The treasure... The safe and the deluxe combination. Oh, yeah. The one you get the one for all, blah, 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 right? Yeah. Yes. What is it? Truth... Truth is gone, and truth is gone. Yes, and I think that would that would be the only way for you. So once, and so I opened up the coffin, and that was for me the the fourth ending. And so now that I know that, once I go back to the gold ending, I know how to open it now. But then, as you said, now there's what another four hours after that. Good grief! Something Not, there's a while. Wow, that's impressive. It's 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 the better part of at least an hour, I think. Oh, nice. Mm, I think. So if you skip everything, it's a better part of forty five minutes. <laughs> What is there? Uh, two, two or three rooms. It seems like yeah. Yeah. So. Um, and so that's the other thing is that the Noner Games does a great way of breaking up. You're in an escape room, so on the uh, on the flow, you can move to the puzzle parts, or to right before the puzzle parts, get some of the information you need before you get there. Do the chit chat, skip through all that. And then they have the puzzle room. So everything that you need to do puzzle-wise is sort of all in one isolated clump on this flowchart. Yes. So the one thing I, as I said before, that I actually had to look up because I had no idea what uh, the locks and the colors of the locks and it being crossed out meant. Because what I didn't Mm -hmm. know is that in order for you to open a path, like, for example, if you had uh, red crossed out circles or red crossed mm-hmm. out keys, if any one of those ones are crossed out, then you cannot open up a path. I didn't realize that. Mm-hmm. And so I'm happily going through these things, and then all of a sudden I get a bad ending, and I am and I don't know why I'm getting a bad ending, and I had to look it up. Okay, I give up. I don't know how this works. And then I realized, oh, all these, all the, all the way down the red path, it has to be it has to be uncrossed and and I didn't realize I thought that di- they were different color states and so I thought eventually mm-hmm. I can turn a red one into a white one that wasn't the case at all it just indicates different paths so the white one is like your path the red one is snake's path I don't know 
the gold one. Means. I feel like the um the tree in the very first one is a little bit like weird. Like there's certain things that aren't necessarily like uh, what is the word? I want to say exclusionary. Like, huh? Doesn't exclude anything in the first part up top. I don't think. Well, it's it's not necessarily like super instinctive. It's not intuitive. Intuitive. That's the word I'm looking for. Um, just because, like, because it feels like if you click around in the thing, you should just be able to, like, open up those paths. But it's like, no, you have to, like, go in and do, like, dialogue stuff to make sure these things are open and all that stuff. Um, whereas, like, in the later games, like, you can just skip around and that will help you through the stuff. Right, or there's not necessarily a puzzle, but you might have to give somebody something. And right. if you don't do it, it's going to close off everything, or somebody gives you something, and, you know, if you don't take it, you're hosed, that kind of... Right. Or if you do take it, you know, the you know world blows or, up, or whatever. Or if you're pressing yeah, you space like, so many times bookmark. because you're trying to skip through dialogue, <laughs> <laughs> then you choose the wrong one. I feel like there is, like, a super like huge amount of dialogue in that sort of like upfront area as everybody's like, let's try to do anything else but play this game. <laughs> yeah. I, right. I did read through all that dialogue. But there's almost like, you know, <laughs> I think there's like an average of what me hitting the space bar forty times until it's like, okay, I'm gonna auto skip <laughs> this. Fair enough. So there are some other themes, and and I guess we really haven't talked about the characters who are in in the Nonary games. Is there anything specifically that we want to hit before we dive into characters? Are there other um, themes besides the metamorphic field, well, or morphogenic field? There is another thing we definitely need to talk about, which is the bracelets. It, the bracelets are like a huge freaking thing. Oh yes, they are a character in and of themselves. I'd say, but yes, go okay. ahead and talk about those. Um, so when you wake up in the sort of what seems like a sinking ship, you have like this bracelet on your arm and it says five on it. Um, and basically as you go through the game, everybody's got one. And so the big thing in this game is, um, you, they make use of something called a digital root. And basically what it is, is it's when you add numbers together until, you you hit a single digit. Uh, so, like, if you had somebody with a nine and somebody with a one and then somebody with a five, like, you'd add all those together and then you'd get five. Um, and that's actually how you open doors in this game. So, like, if you see a door that's got a five on it, then you need to get the right grouping of people with numbers on their arms to go through that door. Uh, so one, one thing that bothered me yes. <laughs> is that they have these super high tech devices there, you know, with, you know, an led and a, and a reader on it and all this stuff. But instead of having that tell you what the number of the door is, they have it scrawled in red paint or something <laughs> on the door that looks like at the last minute, someone has run around slap dash and repainted the doors. The drama, Donald. The drama. <laughs> An atmosphere. <laughs> I'm just saying, I don't think they're as well prepared as they want us to think. Look here. The morphogenic fields will not work unless you feel like you're in danger. Okay? 
It's true. Apparently in the game, and I did read this part, look at me go, that in order for in order for the telepathic morphism, whatever it's called. The field. In order for just it to get the field. activated, there has to be that sense of urgency, of life and death urgency, uh, in order for it to, you know, disperse into that field. So that's why we are sent into this game that the the best way of getting this for an, a successful experiment is if we all have a high risk of dying. And people die. All sorts of people die. As well as um, Epiphany. Oh, yes, epiphany that's right. Is the second part. Yes, that is true. I forgot about the Epiphany. Which is why the puzzles. Yeah, so once you mm. solve something, you go, aha, and that too uh, throws things out into the... I think it's supposed to make you like more receptive or something. Yeah. Have you actually ever played any other kind of? I'm ass- I'm assuming you have stuff like whether it be the Danganronpa series. I can't even pronounce that game. But have you played? I haven't actually played the the Danganronpa series. I need to. You do. Are, if are you- they puzzle escape roomy? No. Sorry. Oh, okay. They're like they are like if you took Phoenix Wright and made it into the Nonary games. Okay, I played Phoenix Wright. Okay, so you so instead of uh, escape room type games, you get the Phoenix Wright, uh, you have to solve a murder. So that's the same kind of mm-hmm. idea that everybody's trapped in some area and people are dying. And then as everybody dies, you all go into this because there's this mastermind all planning this out for you and you all have to solve who killed the people because there are weird rules in this game. And act- it's also actually quite fun. So okay. I, I mean I I'll know have to check that yeah out. you do you do have to check it out and I know I keep on saying that I keep skipping the dialogue but it's not that I didn't have fun with the nonary games I don't want to give off that impression that I was just like because I'm complaining a lot but no I did have fun with the nonary games I did pay attention to the important parts oh I have complaints <laughs> so. he does I'm not sure he does not sure if I can remember what they are Stephanie may have to coach me on what some of my BMCs were, but um, it was definitely on like how much they talk. Yes, yes, I agree. They, they did. They had of oral pharyngeal dis- dysentery. That's for yes. sure. Uh, and as well yes. as how crazy June is. Oh yes, yes. Well, you know. Okay, so every scene or three, I would come up with a new theory about. Um. Oh, they're not on the real boat. <clears throat> June's behind it. Then three scenes later, I would be off to a new plan. Like, oh, obviously it's Santa. He's he's a schemy little jerk, <laughs> you know, or what have you. So any any epiphany I had was quickly obscured by my irritation at some other facet in the game <laughs> of yes. the game. But I think that my biggest complaint about the entire game was their navigation system. Oh yeah, it. Of the, you never know when you're clicking which way you're going to end up facing or where you're going to be going. We did have to like coach each other at times. Like, how did you get to this part of that like escape room? Yeah. How? And it's I'm like, like, oh, I took three lefts and then a right. Yeah. Or like, it's like I see it right here. I should be able to click right and be there. You're like, no, no. You have to go forward, click left, and you'll be facing. I think like what? Yeah. Uh, no. I, the biggest one for me was in the captain's, not the captain's room. The Helm's room, where there are two yes. spinny things, 
and or mm-hmm. obviously mm-hmm. wheelhouses, helms, whatever they're called. Oh yeah. Right? And I didn't realize that when I clicked one left, that brought me into the second room, and so I I thought I was still looking at the same at the same steering wheel, but from a different angle, and so I was so confused. It's like why why can I why can I look at it now and I can't look at it later and then when I finally open up the map I see myself like oh I'm in a completely different place by one single click to the left I'm all of a sudden in a brand new room and and then there's another thing that's actually probably the only puzzle that took me a really long time because when I was taking a look at the full stop uh, engine thing it does say to you oh look there's a handle on the steering wheel and I thought, oh, okay, I'll try and somehow grab it. And I couldn't. And then I just sat there clicking and clicking. And maybe I have to grab a specific handle. And what I didn't realize is because I, I combined the two puzzles into one. Because of the way a ship works, you steer and the engine oh. is going in a different direct, is in the direction you want. That's how mm-hmm. boats work. But I didn't realize that you had to do all the steering first and then all the engine stuff second. And that actually doesn't make sense in the real world sense. So that's why I was thinking I had to do it all combined. And the, the number of times this this dude, you, the, the only character who can apparently solve a puzzle, <laughs> um, decides, oh, I finished with this room. I'm going to throw my screwdriver down a black hole and we'll never see it again. <laughs> or, or whatever. It's like, just because I have used it, I'm on a boat. You're trying to convince me this is a survival thing. You know I'm taking that gun. You know I'm going to keep the screwdriver in any extra shards of glass or glitter. I don't care what it is. I'm going to be, you know, like a kobold just laden down with treasure from the dungeon by the time we get out of here. Okay, but hear me out. He knows that he'll find another screwdriver in the next escape room. Uh, yes, but we've done actual escape rooms before we played this. And what were the number of times that we carried props with us knowing that they probably had all the stuff we needed in the next room. But by golly, if we could sidestep a puzzle, we were gonna. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think, And our lives weren't on the I line. I think, though, back in adventure game times, there used to be a time where you could just bring everything. And after a while, it became onerous because you'd have a hundred things in your inventory. And so during the golden age of adventure games, eventually people decided, let's make it easier for the player Less realistic, but easier is that once you use it, then it's gone. But if you still need it, it'll were, still be there. Were you just mugged by a tinker? Uh, a t- oh, a tinker? It sounded like you an avalanche of pots and pans oh, just hit you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that they're in the kitchen probably doing. Sorry. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> and I think my, <laughs> uh, right. my youngest daughter is on a ukulele. I can hear from there. I have my headphones on, so I can't hear it as well. I can't hear okay. the ukulele. No, I can't either. Oh, good, good, good. So just the pots and pans. It was really loud. That's true. But I was talking. It, it was. So, but I, so I, I would say that, that yeah, there, but there are some common sense items that you would still carry with you. It's like maybe you don't need every little shard or fragment of, of you know, moss or dust to carry with you. But the screwdriver, that seems like the kind of thing that you'd keep with you. True. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And that was always a problem with a lot of adventure games in general. For example, if you get a crowbar, which should be the most useful thing on the planet, but it can't do anything like open a door, and it just drove me nuts. It's like, I have a crowbar. Why can't it open the door? And then you have to use it for some really weird mechanic. I think The Longest Journey had something like that. Anyway, regardless. Oh, that's legit. Yeah. It's, and it drove me insane. So I do understand where you're getting from, but I think I'm also in like adventure game 
logic, and so it makes sense to me. Just like how escape room mm. logic makes sense to me, even though it makes no sense. Nobody will, for example, lock up their fridge by rearranging soup cans in a shelf, right? So, who knows? It could. <laughs> it, it could. The new Weight Watchers is fairly militant. Well, and like, you know, I'm in an apartment and sometimes I need to mess with my roommates. <laughs> that is absolutely true. <laughs> And so the one last thing I remember kind of baffling me about the whole thing is that number eight, they keep calling her old woman. Oh, yeah. And she is dressed yeah. like a, a, a teenager or a young 20-something um, coming home from her job at the stripper parlor <laughs> or the Ren Fair. Yeah, I never understood that. Like, she is gorgeous. What is happening? And they did make an effort to focus in on her cleavage at least twice in a way that made me vaguely uncomfortable. Well, I... And that didn't Well, happen. I do remember when she was at the computer, they were all just spilling. There you go. Right? It's just like, oh, wait, yeah. they, they can barely contain them. <laughs> Her cups runneth over. <laughs> but, you know, that is Japanese. Sorry, that might sound a little bit racist, but they do like their fan service. So, Especially in visual novels. Mm-hmm. Like, if it's a, uh, if it's a, like, we specially drew this for a specific scene... By golly, it's probably going to have fan service in it. Yes. Well, and, and that's fine, but they kept the, the disconnect was, hey, old woman, nobody wants to be with you, creepy old woman. <laughs> I feel like, like that was, um, because I think it was mostly uh, the the big dude sassing her. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, she, well, no, when Santa did too, I and, think, I'm like, she seems to be smarter than the rest of you. She is. I want to go with her for a variety of reasons. Mostly because I think, A, she's going to get out. And B, Santa, you, you creep me out more than she does. It's legit. Yeah. So. I mean, I don't know. dude pulls you aside and it's like, take this bookmark. I hate four-leaf clovers. <laughs> yes. And that's one thing, though, that yeah. is kind of funny. Uh, I didn't, I, I forgot. Wait, I got that thing. Um, then I'd forget I'd had it. And then while I'm just jumping around the paths, all of a sudden it appears and it's like, oh, right. I had that. Oh, I had that in this game. Oh, cause I always forgot where I, what I accumulated. So it's hard to keep track. I wish you could. And oh, it was yeah. never in yeah, your inventory. It was never in your inventory. So you never knew it would, would have been. It's like a dialogue yeah. item. Which is, which is strange. It would have been nice if I could have named my save so I could say, I'm going down the red path now, as opposed to Deck C Kitchen. We're going, I don't know where that is. I don't know where I am on this ship half the time. <laughs> I'm just walking through, and then, oh, here I am. There. And because I always speed things up, they're going up and down stairs and elevators. I have no idea where I am on this ship. Maybe you. Where yeah, am I? You, what time is it? Yes, what reality is this? Know. Has anybody been stabbed? <laughs> Who's dead now? I don't know. Has the has the has the refrigerator exploded yet? Yes. You know. Actually, that was that took me a long time because I'm thinking to myself, why can't I crush the ice with the ham? Oh, I have to get the chicken because I didn't accidentally pick the chicken up first, and so I'm trying my darndest to crush the ice with the ham. Look, it's frozen solid. Why doesn't the ham just... So I will say, the way me and Donald played it, we had no, like, at no point were we ever like, oh, I don't think we found something. (laughs) (laughs) Between the two of us, we had clicked 
everything. Oh, that's every good. Time. That's nice. We are the pack rattiest of the pack yeah. rats. Yeah. Like, hmm. I suck at searching. In fact, it's like, there is one puzzle thing that I didn't solve, other than pass the golden thing. And that's when you're like selfish and you go down the three door and you end up in the bathroom. Huh? I actually didn't solve that. Uh-huh. I, and I actually got stuck. And then I thought, ah, it just leads to that path anyway. I'm just going to go somewhere else. <laughs> it's legit. Oh, we got the bathroom pretty easily. There was one where you were having to change all of the numbers um, to the right numbers or something. Are you talking about the brain scan? The brain scan was weird. I was just, I was, oh, I don't know. Yeah, the brain scan was weird. I don't even know how I solved it. I just pressed check a bunch of times. Like, oh, because the first time I pressed it twice. That's like, oh, it worked. I'm like, oh, it did? Okay. So I think up where it said hint, I think that wasn't so much of a hint as a like, here, this is what you're trying to achieve. Oh, I didn't hit the hints on anything. So I don't know what, how I solved it. I was that was just random. <laughs> I just you probably just yeah. You like, were trying to make it. your brain match that brain from all four degrees or something like that. Oh, now that that was not the one. I think the one I had problems with was after the coffin, but I'm not sure. Oh, okay, maybe, maybe. it's a coffin puzzle. Um, but yeah, there were one or two where I was like, I can do this, but it is going to take forever. Mm-hmm. And I hear Stephanie's at least two steps ahead of me on the other end of the microphone. I'm just going to let her do it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what are you doing? What is happening? What are you scritching? I'm like, oh, well, remember that time that we had hexadecimals? And I thought if I replaced this and... I'm like, yeah, that's exactly what I was going to... Let's check our answers. Oh, <laughs> right. The hexadecimal. I was... out. I'm so... You th- I, if I don't have a calculator that does hexadecimals, like... Oh, yeah, F is 16. No, no, it's 15. Ah, blah, and that took me forever because I kept getting all my hexadecimal so, numbers wrong. I'd like I was surprised that there were some that I... earlier. Yeah. I had a chart. <laughs> oh, the zero one. And, and I was surprised, though, that there were some puzzles that I managed to go, oh, these are the answers. And I got the, oh, really, from the other end of the microphone. <laughs> but more, you know, I'd say two out of three times it was Stephanie getting it right and me sort of writing coattails. But I helped. You did. You absolutely did. Because I remember a lot of times where you go, "Oh man, I found this thing," and I'm like, "You found what now? Where did you find?" And now that? we have to we have to cut this thing up and do the. And you're like, "Ugh, <laughs> the lung. Cut the up the lung." lung. Right. You're like, "Let me break this prop immediately." Yeah, that's another thing too. That's right. Just like, oh, it looks like you have to pry out the lung. Well, I got a scalpel here. Nope, not with that. It's like, ah, oh, why not? Then it's like, oh, look, I have these forceps. That will work on it. And I was like, oh, for pity's sake. <laughs> Sorry. That's just, you know, normal adventure game logic. Still just drives me batty. Well, and the worst thing about it is, is if you had to use the lung completely in and of itself undamaged, you're like, okay, forceps make sense. But then the next thing you do is you take a scalpel to it. Yeah, break it. <laughs> it's true. And you're, it's and you're like, true. why? Why did I? Why couldn't I just tear it out physically? <laughs> I could have just cut it up right there. Not very true. Yeah. Oh, uh, no, you broke the escape room plots. <laughs> now we're all going to die. Right. Well, it does sound like we're getting deep into the puzzles at this point. And for the, I, I like the puzzles for the most part, by the way. So I, I don't want to get too down on them. Yeah, I, I, I like them, too. And I if I hadn't actually started out with Stephanie uh, working it through with her, the whole nonary, the digital root thing would have driven me crazy. 
But then when she finally talked me off that ledge, I was like, okay, now I can get it. Now I can sort of participate in that part of the thing. But it took me, I don't know, like two rooms of having to do digital root stuff to not be an idiot. I would just oh. randomly check options. Which people should go through this door? Uh, this one. <laughs> I wouldn't calculate yeah. in my head. Who's that going to be with? I don't care. That's that's hard. I forget who everybody let's, is. Let's just go with this one. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I like the conceit of the digital roots, too, honestly, just because it's a uh, it's a good, like, yes, but I want to go with these people. These people are cool. Too bad you can't go through that door that you want to go through with those people. Right. Which was so sort it of does a, good- a great way of sort of gating off the adventure. Yeah. Um, but I do think that that also means that that there are times where the guy just doesn't have to write dialogue for certain groups, and it feels like it's a bigger adventure than it is, and, which isn't bad. I mean, if it gives you the feeling of, hey, this is larger than it is, then that's that's wonderful. Oh, there's there's a lot of stuff in here, though. So I do, I think there's lots True. of adventure. I think for myself, sometimes the the characterization seemed a bit off, but then after a while it didn't. So, you know, I, I thought... Like for example, Clover's a little kid. I thought she's like twelve, and in, in one of the one of the the paths, she's like killing everybody. It's like, look, you're twelve. How the heck can you do that? That doesn't make sense. Or you know what I mean? It it just seemed a bit weird right. to me. But yeah, yeah. The ages of the characters were, you know, it's like her and her brother went through all of this before. That's true. Yeah, yeah which is, is like true. nine years ago. So. so she's probably old. Yeah. So she had to be at least in her late teens. <laughs> yeah. So she might have been in her twenties, and I just thought she was twelve the whole time, the way that she acted. Right. So. Wait, I'm trying to remember because at one point, dude actually collects however many clovers. It's her birthday. Is it nine? Nine. So then she's eighteen at the time. Oh. That's likely the case. Oh, wow. Yes. Still looks like she's twelve. I nailed it with late teens. Woo! Oh. Yeah. So. All right, so I guess we should talk characters, but before we do that, what was everybody's like sort of favorite puzzle? What's the one that like stuck with you? Wow, I at this point I don't. You don't remember? I, I don't remember. Um, I oddly liked the uh, the liquid one. Like, there's always something very satisfying about that one, where <laughs> it's like, oh, I need to get the right colors of liquid in this, and then shine a laser so it does this color. So I thought that was interesting. Um, but the, it seemed really easy. Oh, absolutely. Um, but on the other hand, I thought it was cool. I, I just thought the whole, the brain scan one with the floating shark under the floor, I was like, that shark is going to, that's going to be a thing. Why is this not a thing? And then we never got attacked by sharks. (laughs) Um, Donald's just waiting on those sharks. And then I realized, oh, wait a minute, that would involve too much animation, so that's not happening. Yeah. I think it was that, like, initial shock value of, like, oh, my God, there's this dead thing with something scrawled on it. I thought that was cute. With the dead shark. Yeah. I think, for me, I I don't know what my favorite puzzle is, but I know what my least one is, and it's it's that brain scan. <laughs> I just did not yeah. like the brain scan thing, because I couldn't figure out what was happening, and then all of a sudden I won. I was like, what? I liked how when you did the binary light puzzle, you know, where you, you click something and other lights turn on. Uh, 
They mm-hmm. actually gave right. you the solution so you didn't have to play around. Because every time I come to a binary light puzzle, I just click things randomly until it solves. <laughs> and it's like, okay, yeah. there we go. It's all solved. But here they actually tell you the solution. And so you didn't actually have to think about anything. Wait, do they tell you the solution? Was that the one I hated? Because I didn't see where they told us the solution. Clover finds it in the with the with when, when she erases the marker and she writes it down on a piece of cloth. And you have one, two, three, four, and then so that's the solution for the binary light puzzle that that uh, what's her name that uh, you know uh, belly dancer woman who's yeah number eight who's now the you know computer hacker she solves that puzzle or she yeah. I thought I, the the puzzles I really liked I think were sort of in the three rooms mm-hmm. right it was the uh, it, it was the three cells. That you go in and it was dealing with the water and the sinks and and pulling off pieces of the toilet to make tools and pulling out the, the drawer and all that kind of stuff. I thought those were a neat series of little puzzles. Oh, those were that, neat. That you go, these all sort of go together and and they play well together. But it's also one of the ones that are like, why can I not use this <laughs> this screwdriver again? Yeah, actually, I do agree. Thing. It was kind of neat. It's like, oh, yeah, that's, that would make part of a screwdriver. And it's like the handle from the from the toilet that will make a nice handle thing. And that's like, oh, wow, those look exactly what they're supposed to look like and make perfect sense uh, as a puzzle. Yeah. And, and it was the only time I've ever been in a room where reflecting light actually worked the way it was supposed to. <laughs> and, and I've done several escape rooms where that didn't, la- refracting lasers never worked at all. So. Well, I think that's oh, the yeah, funny that's thing. Always yeah, because you see, refracting lasers in real life is super hard. <laughs> Never, but it, you do it all the time in adventure games. You try it in real life, and I've done it now so many times. It's like, oh, crap, I have to reflect light again. <laughs> yeah. And it's so hard to reflect a laser, especially if it's a yellow laser. It's a red laser. If it's a red laser, then I just give up. There's just It's near impossible. Mm-hmm. We were, Chris and I, um, one of the co-hosts over at Schools and Libraries podcast, we were at a room and we were having to repair the laser puzzle as we were doing it because <laughs> the group the group before us had broken one of the reflector things so it was pointing off in the middle of nowhere. Oh, no. And we're like, oh, obviously this isn't right. And they yelled at us and we're like, look, your puzzle doesn't work. We're fixing it for you. And eventually they apologized. But, but I have seen some uh, light reflecting ones that were done really well because they made like the mirrors static and you might have had to rotate it so that it will always point to the right place, or the laser was... Anyway, I like it better mm-hmm. when when it's not my shaking hand trying to point the laser anywhere. <laughs> yeah, it right. has to be, like, really, really stable or else. And I'm, I'm kind of confused, because I did Room 2 at the same time that we were playing through this. I mean, not exactly the same time, right? Oh, no, so but, you got, like, two escape rooms? Um, but I was doing those two... You know, over the same week, I did both of those things. Um, I mean, if we had started playing the next one, you would be confusing all those rooms, I think, with the... I, it's like, you know me. That's why I was like, we have to talk about this before we start the next one. Um, well, well I, I think we should, we should actually start talking a little bit um, about the setting, which is this giant boat-like yes. thing. Boat. Yeah, that's. I called that one though. You did, you did. And in amongst the fifteen hundred other theories <laughs> that, that I that I espoused, so you know the funny thing is when um, I play games or when I watch movies, I actually don't try to theorize 
about what it could be or what it is. I can't yeah, stop. I, for me, it's like, ah, whatever. Okay, so rough, so rough. You're like, I'll take it yeah, as I'll it is? Yeah, I'll take it as it is, because then, then it's fun. And, you know, I in, in the back of my mind, it's, usually I find that it's you know, a trope that, that I've seen before. And so whenever it's a trope mm-hmm. that I don't expect, then I'm really happy. And My gravestone may say, not easily amused on yeah. it. That could be... Yeah. What is on my on my gravestone? No, it's true. So, okay, so I'm usually happy when I'm I'm surprised by something, and it doesn't happen that often in a video game. Or well, well, we're gonna bust your big surprise right fine. now. Bust we away. <laughs> it it wasn't on. They're not on the Titanic. No, <laughs> no, they're not on the gigantic. Or the gigantic okay. either. They're not uh, on either no. one of them. Um, it makes a lot they're of sense B. though. They're in the the test facility. Ah, okay. The other one. No, I'm not. I'm not surprised. <laughs> so, which is really interesting, uh, especially since it's in Nevada. Oh, really? Oh, that's yeah. kind of fun. Like, yeah. you know, Area yeah. 51 and all. Is that in Nevada? Yeah. yeah. Sure. I think it's Nevada. I always forget where everything is. But but it's also kind of weird because it's like okay this is definitely sort of like a Japanese like oh, that's visual true. novel yes. but America. Well, I think it's because America right. always have has those experiments, right? They had the whole oh what is it called now? I completely forgot. The Manhattan Project. Project. They had the CIA thing. What is it called again? Staring at goats. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, what is it called? The Roswell? Well, no, not the where they had the CIA do these um, mental things to. Right, yeah, Men Who Stare at Goats. That was the the whole movie about that with George Clooney. Yes, oh, yes. Here, I'll but look it up. There is a term for it, and I forget. It w- it's not Project Majestic. That's from Ken yeah, no, it was game. it was mentioned in uh oh. I think it was. It's. Uh, this is a good podcast. I know, eh? you know Sorry. <laughs> We're going to just sit here. Welcome to our newest ASMR experience. You're talking about the LSD experiments. And yeah, all of that. and there's a name for it. It starts with an M. And I don't know now off the top of my head because I'm a moron. <sighs> oh, God. Watch it be majestic. Anyway, but yes, so that's a thing. It's going to kill all of us. Just- <laughs> I don't care. I really don't care. MK okay. Ultra. That's it. MK Ultra. You know. I thought that was a weight loss plan. <laughs> <laughs> you can look it up. It was the, the CIA mind control program. MK Ultra. You know, that started with an M. Mm. And, you know, so, you know, that's along the same kind of idea. And But you're right. It is with the LSD and I just couldn't remember what it was called. And it's been used in a few movies like, what is that, that one? That one with uh, Bad Lex Luthor. What's his name? Oh, my goodness. forgot his name now. <sighs> oh, well. I feel like also, though, there's a certain, sort, a certain sort of like, oh, but if it happens in another country, anything can happen. Right. Everything happened in America. Yeah. Yeah. You have all sorts of things, secret, secret things down there. I mean, did you see the cabin in the yeah. woods? Everything oh, happens see, here. Yeah, see, I saw a cabin oh in the God, woods. Cabin in the woods. 
That that would be a good inverse genius episode. You know, the sad thing right. about um, Cabin in the Woods is that they that I was almost a little bit spoiled on it, and even the even the opening credits was kind of a spoiler on it. And it's like, oh my goodness! So I knew what it was at the beginning because the opening credits spoiled it. Oh no, that's tragic. Well, the kind of the, the commercial for the new Godzilla movie spoiled a bit. Oh, of it, did it? Too. Like, oh, yeah. Oh. oh well. Anyway. There were lot monsters screaming and fighting. It was glorious. Did you watch it? Just ignore all Is the it people. Already parts. there? I, Is it out? Oh, yeah, it's oh. out. Okay. I cried when I saw the preview, the trailer. I was like, "This is the monster movie I always wanted as a child, <laughs> but never got." Okay. Anyway, enough of that so, nonsense. Nevada Desert Building. Nevada Desert Building. Yeah, so that's the end. You, you'll find all that out at the very end. Oh, and that, that uh, I guess we should introduce character stuff, though, because, like, we have sort of tiptoed around it this whole time. We absolutely. So let's let's start with Eight. We've talked about her a lot, and she is relatively unintrusive on other big chunks of the thing. Lotus. 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 That's her name. That's right. Yay. I forget. But she is at number yeah, eight, she's right? she's number eight. Yeah, she's number eight. Because of Lotus Petals. I don't know. Yep. And so at the beginning, everybody takes a name based on what number they are, except for number six, who just takes number six because he came up with his naming scheme before everybody else came up with their clever plan. Wait, no, that's seven. Or seven. Seven is, seven? is just called seven. But anyway, so number eight, computer scientist, security specialist, uh, who at one point you go, aha, this is why we know she's part of it because of all this weird security going on. Of course, I'm wrong. <laughs> but she had kids who disappeared way back in the way back. Right. Her kids exact- were in the, uh, the first series of experiments, and she wanted to know more about it, but didn't want to make them relive the trauma. So she's been investigating. And so she got pulled in by zero. Dun, dun, dun. So was she investigating right. as a belly dancer? I don't know. They never explain that. I'm still at a loss. Like, I don't know if this is like a side gig that she's doing in the meantime. If she's, I like, think she got kidnapped on Casual probably. Friday. <laughs> Maybe she was like kidnapped during some kind of like yoga belly dancing class thing. The, oh, the yeah. interesting thing with a lot of Japanese games, whether it be oh, a lot of visual novel games, they usually have very fun and interesting characters. But I think I found for myself that I wasn't as interested in these characters because i i don't know i find i found them to be i don't know not as for myself as interesting like when i play other or when i watch anime or watch manga you know you do see the normal tropes and it's kind of cliche but they're they're fun and funny and i and i think i found the attempt at humor in this less than the other japanese visual novel games or anime i've ever read mm-hmm. but that yeah. sounds legit i do that like that each each one sort of like you're expecting a certain sort of stereotype from them. And then at some point within the game, they're like, um, I'm a hacker. Yeah. Yeah. Each and every one of them turns a stereotype on its head. Yeah. So that, that I do do like that. So all of a sudden it's like, oh, look, I'm a cop. Oh, you were. Oh, that makes sense. That's cute. You know, it's it's cool. Right. The big burly guy that when you first meet him, he, he looks dumb and ugly and like someone you couldn't trust. Like out of all the people in the group, you're like, I don't trust you. Ends up being one of the best people to have as your friend and to be trusting. No, it's true. Oh, yeah. Although I do remember near the beginning, I was playing along and it's like, how do you know 
all these chemicals. <laughs> it's just you're the big and burly guy, and you seem to know every single chemical on the planet. Why do you know so much about chemicals? And in the end, he's a cop, and then it still doesn't explain why he knows so much about chemicals. But maybe it does after the golden Glock, but whatever. I think it was he was researching the stuff that he saw when he was there before. Uh, Probably. Especially considering um, the, uh, what is it, Cradle cradle Pharmaceuticals yeah. is sort of involved yeah. in this madness. And Isonina. Actually, you probably didn't listen Isonina. to everything in, in Japanese. It's always more fun for me to listen to things in Japanese. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't say it because then I am all of a sudden giving an unfair stereotype. <laughs> oh my God, there was one dub. Of uh, well, it wasn't dub. It was the original Japanese of something, and it's just spooky boogie. <laughs> I loved it so much. <laughs> All right, so yeah, and number seven's uh, memory comes back over time, and it also sort of feels like once you learn the rest of everything else that's going on, that he may be playing the game along with you, because. As you have learned stuff and as other people have learned things, he tells you a lot of stuff that you sort of already know, mm-hmm. but with little bits added on. Yeah. Plus plus his own personal experience. So Right. He it's, was it's, it's like I don't know that he ever gave us anything we hadn't already encountered a little bit. I mean, he propped open all the doors so we could get back in. Yeah, he's the oh, only yeah. non idiot. I remember that. Yeah, he was a smart yeah. guy. I was like, oh, that's clever. Also, it seems like we're counting down, so we should totally talk about nine. <laughs> Number nine. Oh. No, I think we don't need to talk about nine. Oh, okay. He was the annoying character, because and then he killed him off, so it's all good. Oh, he wasn't nine, though. Oh, oh, right, because he was like... Oh, yeah. Because he was six. No, zero was six. Oh, I forget all of that stuff. Zero six. Wait, no, he had to be nine, because nine, nine and five went in. Yeah, he was nine. Yeah, because he couldn't have gone in the room if he wasn't. Right. Hmm. Um, okay, what about, uh, let's see, we talked about seven. What about yeah. six? We're six. No, Quote, June unquote. is six. June is six. June is six. Um, you probably learn all sorts of Because of the six months. Still... I think, for me, the, the trope of the guy... Being and maybe it's because I watch too much anime, but the trope of guy being head over heels over a useless female kind of bugs or just annoys the heck out of me. But you're not. Pardon? At the beginning, at the beginning, you're oh, not. You kind of you're are. Like, it's like, oh, it's her. Oh, oh. No, but you're you're like, do I know this? Per- who is the? Oh, okay. I don't know. But he then it talks- he kind of is. He is. Like he's like, he's- oh, June. Like oh, oh. Mind you, then again, I'm listening uh. to the Japanese, so pr- maybe it's less so when you listen to the English, but it's in, in Japanese, you can just, maybe because, as I said, I watch a lot, enough anime of this, as you can tell, he's just like, oh, oh who is, he, he is, is like, so he infatuate, infatuated with this person, uh, and the trope that we knew each other as children, now we see each other now, and we all used to like each other, and anyway... Do you remember the rabbits, June? The rabbits. <laughs> See, because maybe it's the way I played them. The, hey, are you afraid to get in the elevator? Because you'll get wet instead of because you'll be with a boy. Or oh, dear oh, that God. was ridiculous. Because <laughs> I, 
And you window after window. When I was pressing space, (laughs) that was I accidentally chose that one. Not that I accidentally, I wouldn't have known ahead of time. I was going, what on earth did I choose? (laughs) Because I didn't know. No, we chose chose. we chose that one knowingly at one point because we were just like, let's let's see where this goes. Let's go down this rabbit hole. (laughs) It was. And so to speak. main character is just like having a field day, just like, oh, are we talking about like intimacy, blah, 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 until June's like, but then you'd be dead. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you're going to get all wet down there. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> just... But yes, yeah. she's like, she's terrifying up front. If you like pick to go in that first room with her and she starts talking all like titanic conspiracy theory at first and then saying hey we should sleep in the same bed together and have a shower it's like what we just met (laughs) i think i think she was she was legit my first choice for being zero she was i remember it and i was just like innocent whistle over here don't say anything don't confirm nor deny um and then i was like wait she couldn't carry me to put me in the thing and then i thought oh wait she must be allied with seven because he could pick up anything and put us in a hold i would say though that so i remember there are as i said before you know that when clover starts going around killing everybody and i i don't find that as realistic so when it got to that point then i kind of threw physical logic out the door i i find that there are other games that pays so much attention to detail that if it doesn't make sense in the game world, it's not going to happen. And I think that was less so in this game. So when I played... But also, she had an axe. She did have an axe. But okay, so here, here's what I mean. All three of them okay. are all dead around the stairs. If she is hacking somebody, won't the other two run away? Then she'd have to chase That's them. That's fair. Right? So it's things like that. Oh, no, what got me was, she's like, let's go. And you don't immediately say, absolutely, let's yeah. go. <laughs> take my hand. You, you hit me, ha, and then she kills you. <laughs> so there's Just take my hand. Let's go. Please don't ask me. <laughs> yeah. So you don't have to ask me again. <laughs> yes. Oh. Right. So, that, so that's when I got to the point where I'm thinking like, okay, you're not, this is like fanfic now because you're not actually thinking through how this, how this path is supposed to no. logically work. But that's okay. I'm, yeah. I'm right, being so, super so nitpicky. Errol. Let me set the scene for you. All right. There you are. You come into a room and you see that that someone, say me, is there axed on the ground, mm-hmm. right? And then you see that Stephanie's there trying to look like she's trying to check and see if I'm okay or whatever it is. So you come over to help. So she picks up the axe and does in your skull. True. True. All right. And then when and the then, third one comes in. And you're like, oh my God, look what <laughs> happened. Because no one's going to suspect Stephanie of having murdering, murdered me and you. Yeah. But then, you know, when she was talking to you, to us, Junpei, with the crazy look yeah. in her eyes, it was just like... She is pretty unhinged. You can tell she's unhinged. She's not hiding the unhingedness by then. And yet we're happily trusting her. Oh, I'll grab your hand. Oh, axe, 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 axe. <laughs> to be fair, uh, that, yeah, I, I mean, think we've determined... Junpei is an idiot. He's not allowed to pick women. No. <laughs> it's true. Then that's just it. Junpei picks yeah, a winner. Junpei, you know, because the guys are. Yeah. 
See, the love interests are just clueless. They can solve every puzzle on the planet that nobody else can solve. But, you know, when it comes to reading people, they have no idea. Oh, yeah. Like, absolutely. Hmm. Story zero, tech five. That's what we're looking for with Junpei. <laughs> Not so good at the story. All right. Well, speaking four. of five. Oh, five. Oh, that's number us. Four is, yeah, five is us. We are five. Mm. We're yeah. Junpei. We don't get a fancy name because uh, Akane outed us. Akane being June. Yes. June, yes. Sorry. Yeah, she's yeah. just like, Junpei, in front of all these strangers. And, of course, with you, whenever you're with a group, you're like Batman. <laughs> you're the only one who can solve a crime or find a clue. Mm-hmm. So I have my theory on that. Yes. And my theory is that we're that guy who, like, dives into the escape room and starts, like, hissing at people when they start touching things. <laughs> That's why we're solving everything, because we, like, yell at people and, like, hoard all the clues. And But if you think that Santa and Lotus wouldn't hiss back. I don't know. I think Lotus would let us do the work if we're, like, actually... Yeah, Santa's busy. She called us stupid That's so true. many and times. Santa's too busy checking out couches. So, there you go. He is. What? <laughs> I think you found the bookmark inside the couch. Yeah, you found the bookmark inside the couch. He's too busy, like, pulling apart all the furniture and just are there bookmarks in here? Yeah. I tell you what, man. If I'd have been in that escape room, there would not be a piece of furniture left in one piece. There would not be... That, you know, it's like, oh, the glass cabinet is locked. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, it didn't. Mm-hmm. Shatter. Oh, very true. Oh. <laughs> Screw that. Break it. It's glass. It's like, you're not getting your deposit back. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, we don't know what's going on, even well past the point in which we should. And I think that's the only way the story carries itself. Right. And we're there because Akane knows us. And for other reasons. Yeah. I know a puzzle that I kind of thought was kind of cute now that I remember it. The candle melting down. Oh, yep. That's kind of fun. That that was neat. That was good. Stephanie's cackle and glee when she saw it was pretty high. <laughs> and I thought to myself, I was so excited. how could you make that work in a safe way in an escape room? Because that would be kind of neat if you just saw a candle suddenly sitting there and it was behind somewhere. And as it slowly melts down, you realize it's a key to something. Well, you could make, okay, so you could, in theory, make it a lantern where it looks like there's a candle inside, but instead the candle's made out of flash paper. Yeah. So so it would happen really quick. But, yeah, there's no way a candle would burn down that Oh, no, no, no. I mean, if you had a candle that could burn down, like, within a certain time length, you could theoretically have a lock that is set on, like, a timer instead of... So it's like, okay, this cabinet is available after, I don't know, however it makes much time it would take the candle Mm -hmm. to burn out. So maybe like 30 minutes or. Yeah, I mean, I think the the cool thing is, is that it's just a slow reveal of something that, you know, you wouldn't expect. Uh, Like Mm -hmm. when you find a, I have been in an escape room where a key has been encased in ice, right? And it's just kind of neat to do that. Mm -hmm. So to have that. (gasps) To have like you know a candle just slowly, 
slowly uh, go down and you not realizing and then all of a sudden, oh wait, it's actually hiding something. Is there, that's, a, that's a fun little reveal that you didn't realize. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, we can go on. I know we're, we're on talking about characters and I went back to a puzzle. It's good for us to talk about stuff we like in this game that we really like where we've been complaining for an hour and a half. Uh. They just complain because they like it, guys. It was really fun. And I think the the most important thing, and this is what I was going to say for the wrap up, but since we're here now, is that it makes me excited to go on and see what they did afterwards. Mm -hmm. This very much feels like an early effort at this kind of game. And I can't wait to see what they did in steps two and three. This one definitely like replaying through it. It felt like they were sort of finding their stride. And I feel like they improve it in the next couple games. I right. do have a nonary game that I didn't finish on my DS. Uh, I forget what it was called. It, ha- it was the one with the bunny. Do, you, is that, do I have that one? Is Virtue's Last Resort? I don't know. It had a bunny. Is Virtue's Last Resort? Is it? Oh, so you're, you're not asking a question. You're saying, this is what it is, Errol, you moron. This is what okay, it is. Okay. It is okay. this. <laughs> I'm sorry, not Last Resort, Last Reward. Okay. Virtue's Last Reward. Sounds good. I actually uh, played it at the same time I was playing the first uh, Danganronpan game, game, which had a uh, little mm-hmm. bear. And it was just like, what is it with having masterminds that are little stuffed animals? But not that that's a spoiler. You find that out at the beginning and... So don't worry, I'm not spoiling too many things for you, uh, uh, Donald. I'm sorry, were you talking? <laughs> <laughs> but but it, 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 the dialogue was much quicker, so that was great. You know, I do remember oh, yeah. then that, you know, it's not like I'm, I have to, like, press space a billion times. Here they, they learn how to be brief with things, or at least, you know, you know shorter is better. Yeah, because I feel like in this first one, like... They're still getting a hang of sort of the dialogue and the, the visual novel format and just the like, okay, we don't have to have the characters sit here and like, whoa, over this specific thing for like a bajillion frames. Every yeah. time Junpei saw a dead body, he had to explain it in great detail how disgusting it was. And it was like... Well, that was important, actually. That's how you knew one of the people wasn't actually dead. Y- yes. It was. Yes, it was. But I like even though for Mr. Nine, he, 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 that's where I first saw it. it was like going on forever. And it was like, how many pages of this? About like... I wonder if some of it was just like they wanted it to seem not weird when he does it later. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. Well, yeah, that consistency so that of voice is the, a huge deal. So you can see the bone sticking out. Very true. Right. Yeah. Like, so that, you know, he does it this first time. And so when he does it again, we don't go like, well, why are you so specific about this? Yeah, that's like, true. What? That is true. You know, it's really funny, like when you play video games <laughs> and then out of the blue, out of the blue, they explain something on their shoe. Sorry, detective games. And then it's like, you know, you don't notice anything out of the ordinary. But then all of a sudden they talk about the, and he has a mark on his shoe. Oh, that's the important part. Here we go. Now we know. So that yeah. could be obfuscation. And that's pretty impressive that, you know, that makes sense. Kudos to you. I like how we're talking about how this guy's explaining gory, horrible death and- <laughs> Uh, Errol leaps right into, oh, it's pretty funny. <laughs> where, where, where are you going with this, Errol? Oh. We're moving on to number four. Number four, Clover. Clover. That was the one that was act- the 18-year-old that's axing everybody. She's like all cool until she thinks her brother's dead. Yes. And then she becomes an axe murderer. <laughs> 
and when you get to the point where you're not going to be able to get to the place to free her brother, then she turns into an axe murderer. She does. Yes. yes. And I think probably at that point, he's dead because they're a sender-receiver pair. Because in the original story, she was in this facility. Yes. And he was in the other facility. He was actually in the ship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess that's all we can say about Clover. Yeah. yeah, there's not much to her beyond just that exact thing. Just the like, hey, she was here like years ago. Yeah. Yeah. She's her brother is number two. Yes. Who we'll get to shortly. But I think oh now we jump on to number three. Santa. Alright. Sun. Ni Ichi. That's what? why you say, uh, oh, sorry, Japanese. So, Sun is three in Japanese. So, that's why she's called Santa. Mm-hmm. Which they actually explained yeah, in English. Yeah, they did. They did. <laughs> they did. <laughs> I, was, I was counting backwards in Japanese. Three, two, one. Sorry. Um. I, I only speak bad English. I, I don't speak good Japanese. Speak All right. Japanese so, bad. Santa, he, he has a lot. Yeah. He has a lot. He does. He's in cahoots. Yeah, we got to come back to him. Oh, we're going to come back? We're skipping Santa. Okay. Um, I think, yeah, we've got to cover Santa and and Zero at the same, at the same okay, time. Okay, at the same time. Okay, so he also was in the experiment. Uh, he lost his sister to the experiment nine years ago. Oh, that's the person that died. Santa did, yeah. Ah. Yes. And he also picked his name of Santa because he was his... Uh, his little sister Santa. He used to take on jobs to buy her stuff. Mm-hmm. I think I remember yeah. reading that somewhere, but that one I really skipped through. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's kind of important because he eventually has a gift for everybody in the form of bullets. Uh, yeah, I remember that. In the form that of part. a gun. Yep, yes, I do remember that. He uh, he turns on everybody and drags June behind a locked door. Yes. Which makes no sense. Until you get to the real ending. Yeah. No, no. They take Ace with them, don't they? Uh, yes. Yes. Probably. Yes, they do. Yes. I can't remember. So many people are dragged through doors. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. But so, yeah. So, so Santa appears to be one of the least trustworthy people in the entire game. Um, I don't know. uh, Clover appears pretty cool up until that point. Well,. Clover appears to be very trustworthy, and then she axe murders yes, everyone. Yes. Actually, well, I also think that Lotus was untrustworthy at the beginning because she's all, "Why don't we just ditch people near, near the beginning?" Yeah. Right? So she was like untrustworthy, and it's just like, "Yeah, let's just somebody has to be sacrificed. Somebody here is going to be sacrificed, so the might as well be let's just leave somebody behind." And I mean, to be fair, she's least murdery lady by the end. <laughs> yes. She she's very yeah. businesslike. She she knows her yeah. numbers. Mm-hmm. She's a hacker, so that makes sense. So let's see. Um, uh, number two, Snake. Snake eyes. Snake is blind. He is blind. Yes. And missing an arm. And missing an arm. Which makes sense. Which is why. Yeah. Why he's able to get out of it. So that's kind of cute. Yeah, it is weird that you know he has a fake arm and you don't notice, and that's where they chose to put his wristband on. Mm-hmm. Because there's no way they didn't notice that that was a fake arm. They had to have known, but maybe there's a reason. What, you don't um, know the reason? Or so, do you know the reason? Or is there no reason? It wasn't revealed in well, this. Well, okay, here's the thing. 
if they have his on a different arm, that's weird and suspicious. And also, this experiment has to be replicated just the same as it was previously. So they have to be on the same arm. Except for, it's a different group of people, so it's not the same anyway. They could have all chosen to do it on the right arm instead. I suppose, but... But then again, if you want to do the whole megamorphic thing, maybe they all had to be the same. Anyway, yeah. Megamorphic Power Rangers. (laughs) I do remember near the beginning, because this was a thing from another video game I played where I realized, not because I'm smart, because, you know, it was the same mechanic they used in another video game, even though this is older, where you don't need the person to go through the door. So when they were saying, let's go through door number three, as opposed to going through door number seven and eight, and this is near the beginning, I thought, oh, maybe they'll maybe choose three, because I know I can grab number nine. And so I'm going, go three, go three. And then all of a sudden, oh, wait, I'm just going to, like, abandon everybody. Oh, he's not going to realize he can just grab number nines. Darn it. <laughs> Oh, yeah, there was some of that where you're just like, no, just if you would just, why are you not? <laughs> right. Oh, Please. I did think that was pretty cool how they explained that you, everyone who goes through the door has to put their wrist thing up on the thing. And everyone who put their wrist up on the thing has to get to the, to the, to the non-dead one. Yes. Right? Yes. Um. I think just, it was called the dead. Yeah, it was. Yeah. But yeah, they had to get to the dead. The deactivation device. Yeah. Sure. Um, and that that's sort of it. We're gonna. It feels like that's the sort of rule they had to make after I would play test a game. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that was exciting. Um, that was um, number two. He he's very uh, chill. Yes. He he ends up being much more competent physically than most of the other people who are uh, both sighted and um, quadrilimbed. Mm-hmm. That's why he has to be taken out of play in the middle. He would have solved the escape rooms all by himself. Well, yeah, and I remember him saying, you know, to Junpei, I'd, I'd be able to take you down without even trying. It's like, oh, okay. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And then, um, well, let's get to number one. Ace. Uh, Ace. Ace, who was the nicest guy. He's the most friendliest of people and the chummiest person you want to go do escape rooms with. He's the sweetest. Right up until he's not. <laughs> I felt so betrayed. <laughs> you should. I... I didn't think he, well, I, I can't remember when he started smirking at you and like pawing at your jackets to get things. Then it was like, uh, yeah. oh, when he was like, hey, did you cheat? Yeah. And then also yeah. when he was altruistic at the beginning, again, I thought, oh, that's a bit too much. Maybe it's because I'm just. Yeah. A, yeah. Suspicious that, that, guy. that was really and suspicious. He just I thought to have the, drugs uh, on him. Oh, okay. They're his drugs, They are his though. drugs, right? But it's like, oh, I'm going to go and make myself pass out. That's like... That 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 was very suspicious. But when you're out traveling with him, he is... He's entertaining. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he's yeah. cool. He's chill. Yeah. But I mean, also him... Him checking to see if you cheated is also, like, super relevant. Oh, yes. Yes, yeah. yes. 
because he's. But got then he a... doesn't reveal it to everybody. No, no, he doesn't. No, because he needs to. He needs to steal that watch from you and then put it back. <laughs> That was another yeah. one where I was just pressing space and then I skipped it. And then all of a sudden I didn't know what was happening. I was like, oh, I have a headache. Why do I have a headache? What's happening? Oh, I should have read that. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't buy that he was a master class pickpocket. I really didn't. Legit. I don't know. He was a shady guy by the end. He was. So he is the, what, the CEO of the pharmaceutical company who put on the original Nonary Games and got sucked in by Zero to learn his stinking lesson, he just like number nine. Also can't see faces. Yes. And, yeah, face blind. He's face blind. You know what's hilarious? That's a He's face blind no. and anime hair blind. Yes. <laughs> In K-dramas, face blindness is like, happens all the time. I don't understand. It's like a common trope that I see in K-dramas like, you know, somebody has face blindness. And so this is going to cause all sorts of confusion and drama. It's really funny. I have I have not, not seen this used so much in, in, a, in a, I don't know, a culture than, than K-dramas. It's weird. So it's like... So what you're saying is that it, that that in, in K dramas they really all do look alike. <laughs> they can't tell can't tell them apart. Yes. So it's funny. It's like you know when that came up, it's like of course a prosagnia. Propsagnia. I can't even pronounce it. Prosagnia. Pro. pro Pros, prosagnia. There you go. There you go. I can't yeah. pronounce anything. So. Or prospegnasia, I think. Yeah. Yes. That's that's where I was going with it. Starts with a P. And ends in um, Asia. Uh, yeah, he goes berserk, uh, tries to end you, tries to end everybody. He's, he's in fact, he's the, uh, you don't know this yet, but he's the guy who mer- who murdered you next to the submarine. Oh, he is, is yes. He? Oh, okay. That was him. Without a gun? He did that. He stabbed me only. He stabbed yeah. you, yes. yeah. He, he. He did the kitchen. He stabbed. Uh, I don't think it's actually the kitchen knife. It's the he steals the knife from. I remember him saying where he stole the knife when he the ninth man. He stole yeah because he uh, stabbed Clover with that knife. Right, he steals right. that knife and the number nine bracelet. And then number six is or number nine is the uh, the dead the captain. No. Number six, zero. Well, who's zero the captain? Six. What was the captain's number? Zero. Oh, zero. zero is the captain. Zero. But it's a six. But it's a six. And he's right. the he's a random dude at first who you're like, why is this man dead? What is happening? Not knowing that one murdered him because uh, he... It's he funny, too, he doesn't actually to know who the dude is because of his face blindness. Because <laughs> if he would, then he would have known, like, oh, you're our... Uh, Money sponsor. Right. Um, and he was dressed like the captain of a boat, so... Right. Uh, but number nine was the scientist who made all the technology possible for the Nonary Games. Interesting. Mm. And so he... Forget what his name is. So, uh, But he still fell for the lie. He, he, he did, developed- because he trusted Ace... Oh. 
Ace is like, I've heard these notary games are different. There's no, like, death shenanigans. You can just go through the door without bringing the other people with you. Yeah, why would you trust him? You would have been able to know that, you know, since he did the first ones, it's like, oh, they're fine this time around. Yeah, okay. I think it's just he's like, oh, we work together. He surely wouldn't let me explode. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Ace is like, I want to see if he explodes. I, I've worked for big companies. I don't trust CEOs. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's another dude on the boat. It's uh, actually Ace's previously right hand man. Oh, is that the one that he, had he murders? Yeah, he, oh. uh, he murders him thinking it's uh, Snake. Two. Snake. Yeah, Snake. Yeah. So it's hilarious because when they showed the picture, I said, that guy looks like Snake. Because the, the body shapes and all that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was like, that that guy could be shape, Snake with different hair color or whatever it was. Yeah. And uh, once again, you gave absolutely no indication. Mm-hmm. Dude, mm-hmm. I figure that's the best way with you because if I deny it too hard, then you'll be like... Oh, ho, ho. But if I just go, yes, then that feels wrong, too. So I just have to, like, carry on. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Usually. And it works. I just say mum about everything. Wait. Have you met Errol? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I usually I don't try to give spoilers to anything, believe it or not. So Ah, because, you know, in order for me to troll properly, I have to not be able to give anything away. Mm hmm. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> well, uh, speaking of trolling and giving everything away, I think we've reached the final the final big scene on this. Oh, so we have to talk who, about Zero now? Who, Errol, who do you think at this point that Zero really is? Well. And, and, the, and what do you think the whole plan was? What do you think was going on? Um, well, judging from what you said, sounds like it was Snake and it was another experiment. It was. Oh, not. okay. I actually don't know. Snake, I, as I said, I actually don't try to guess on any of these things. So, right. But now we're on. We're recording. And <laughs> we've been talking about oh, it for uh, uh, exactly an hour and a half. Um, yeah. uh, well, we know the roles of certain people. You know, you have the hacker, and mm-hmm. yeah. And we have the cop, we have the CEO, we have the scientist, we have the experiment people who die, you know, so it can't be like Clover, because she was on experiment. Snake Eyes was also an experiment. Wait, no, no, it could be one of the experiment people. Um, but I, I don't think it was Snake, because he was locked up in the coffin. So, mm-hmm. Or so you think. Or so we think, you never know, right? Because I think near the beginning it said, oh, maybe it was... But yeah, he, he was locked, he was locked, up, locked up, up in the coffin. coffin. It was all... Oh, uh, he had no idea what was happening and Junpei was going, oh, maybe it was Snake. Oh, maybe it wasn't. I think it'd be fun if it was me, Junpei. That was zero. That, that, I floated that idea past at one point. I was like, you know, we know nothing about me. Yes. But I, 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 was, I was guessing but, everybody but, you know, by that point, I think. You were guessing but everybody said, I think, by that point. But at the po- that point point in time he's just way into too much into like you know cammy in order to oh, but you never or oh, whatever her name is yes i think that was her nickname was canny something like that june mm-hmm. yeah yeah 
Because Akane canny. Yeah. Right. Well, huh. go ahead, Stephanie. Give the big reveal. What was right. going on? Drum roll. Zero is June. Oh, is it June? And Santa. And it's Santa. June, and she's uh, she's working with Santa. Santa's not actually Zero, though. No. So, the big thing is that, and this is really, really like interesting, and they definitely build up to it with a bunch of the like crazy historical things, such as remember when Akane goes through that crazy like. <clears throat> there was this guy was this who. Huh? Yeah, the the sort of curses thing, and she talks about this guy who had uh, written about a ship, a lot like the Titanic, that sinks and has all of the problems, and then that guy later died on the Titanic, and she goes on this spiel of, like, he must have done that because he was writing it, like, his... He was was spirit writing. Right, he was, like, spirit writing, like... He was seeing what his future self saw and sort of putting that to writing. And when she first says that, you're like, you're insane. Um, yeah, because June is not just zero. She's an alternate p- history zero. Yes. So, of. okay. So Santa's sister is Akane, who died in the experiment. But... Um, there's a version of sort of the history where when Akane was stuck on the puzzle that killed her, she heard Junpei basically work with her through the answer because she was able to access sort of the morphogenic field of the future, which is craziness. And so every time you were in a room with her, and you were screwing about not accomplishing anything, and she started to get sick and overheat. She started having a be- fever. Um, yes, go She on. was in danger of dying again. She was in danger of getting incinerated. In the past. Um, so, what I really, really enjoyed it, that sadly didn't carry through in the PC version is what you find out in the... Uh, when you're playing the DS version. So, the DS has two screens. Oh, yeah. You find out one of those screens is Junpei's screen. The other screen is little Akane from the past's screen. So you have what Junpei's seeing and you have what she's seeing, which is why everything has to be the same. Oh, that's cute. Which is also why you're the person who can solve the things, because... She's helping you send, I mean, you don't, they don't, aren't explicit about it, but you know, she's doing it back then. You're doing it there. So between the two of you, you're sort of communicating. You've you've got the internet to cheat from is what I'm going at here. (laughs) The, The internet is my morphogenic field. And so what's interesting is that what that means is that since she heard, uh, Junpei in the future, give her the answers. She has to set up the nonary game so that she can exist. <laughs> it's funny, too. Like, the, the times at which you're just like, oh, my God, how dense are you? And then the other times where he's like, 
I've come up with this really ingenious plan to cheat. <laughs> right. You're just like, how how are these two things coming from the same person? Well, one of them's a people thing, and the other's an intimacy thing. Yeah, that's true. You know, he doesn't know how to talk to um, people. And the deal is, is I guess because of his connection with uh, Akane, you know, when the rabbits got killed and then he got beat up defending her and all that stuff, that's how they had the connection, even though they weren't siblings. Mm-hmm. Ah, yes. Even it's, it seemed like most of the other people were siblings, but you know, the person she was closest to wasn't just her brother, Santa. Um, who bought all the presents and stuff for her. This person who helped her fight off the darned rabbit killers. Yeah. I skipped a lot of the rabbit killing. (laughs) That's, that's fair. That's, that's, I picked up the broom. Not unwise. uh, What, what, what are we talking about now? Rabbits being killed. Skip. (laughs) We must go back in time and take, 30 minutes for me to sit here and relive this childhood moment <laughs> while I hold this broom. Yeah. And everybody else is just standing around just like, there he goes again. <laughs> if he wasn't so good at solving these puzzles. Indeed. <laughs> oh, you know, some of the other puzzles I really liked were in the uh, in the shower room. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- those were kind of neat as well. With the rearranging the plumbing and the, the whatnot. Oh my god, so. the one I remember that I really liked was the... Do you remember in the captain's quarters where you had to take apart the music box? Oh yeah, yes. that was cute. And, and then like stamp it. That was... Mm-hmm. I enjoyed that. And then put Gathering it in up Morse all the code. Yeah. No, the, there were a lot of little cool puzzles in here, but the, I think the problem that I had with some of them were, okay, you're expecting me to get math answers that I'm never going to get, you know, even though it's not a formula, it's like, I need to get all of these lights to line up by pushing the right buttons. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, that's, that's the kind of puzzle I'm not necessarily good at. And then so many of the other puzzles like, Oh, I have this and I'm in this space. Obviously this is what I have to Mm -hmm. do. Mm -hmm. And so it felt really swingy on the, this makes no sense at all to my primitive ape like brain versus the, I am God King of solving all of the puzzles. (laughs) I feel like it did help, like, playing it with you, just because it's like, when there was a puzzle you were good at, it's like, you led. When there was a puzzle I was good at, I led. And I was happy to let you do it. (laughs) (laughs) By golly. (laughs) Like, Um, oh, this is a hexadecimal puzzle. I have my handy-dandy list still. Yeah. And I was trying to remember it, and I would go back into the handy-dandy guide they gave us, which was not useful. No. No. Though I did think it was interesting when we were doing the plate stacks and stuff that in the kitchen, I was like, oh, well, here's the answer, obviously. And you're like, well, we need these other pieces. And I'm like, no, we can ignore them. Yeah, no, I think I, I was thinking to myself when I was trying to put in the answer and it wasn't working because I was adding wrong. I'm horrible at adding. And then I thought, oh, wait, maybe it has something to do with the plates. And then I thought, oh, no, no, the plates are trying to explain to me how hexadecimal works because they still need to explain how that works to people who don't know what it is. So it's probably mm-hmm. just me not adding correctly. And so I just double, actually triple check my work. I'm actually really horrible when it comes to things like math, especially in escape rooms when we have, there's a few of us that are just horrible with adding numbers. And so we always double, triple check our work. And mm-hmm. eat, like, cause you know, when you're in an escape room, one of the 
biggest skills is to just not trust somebody entering in a combination because we'll get it wrong. And the th- same, oh, absolutely. Yeah, and the same thing happens with adding up numbers. And so we'll triple check our work and then we'll find out we had three different answers. And it's like, oh, for pity's oh, sake. Oh, no. <laughs> if, if, in fact, if I'm playing with uh, people I don't know, I'll say, by the way, don't get offended when I double check your work. Oh, I know. And I won't get offended when you triple check mine. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know? Yeah. In fact, it's like yeah. you, if somebody looks, mm-hmm. if somebody looks somewhere, you look there twice. Yep. No, mm-hmm. very you know, true. I've, uh, yeah. Oh, which also now that we're talking about math, um, it's interesting because like this game does have a lot of math puzzles, but I also feel like those math puzzles aren't necessarily like, they don't feel out of place due to the whole like digital root conceit that you already have going on. Yes. yes. Right. Because I know there are a lot of times in an escape room where you're like, wait, a math puzzle, this is like, why? But here it's like, oh, that's fine. You're making us add to get through doors. Like, of course. That's right. This is, we're, we're playing through a red beard pirate thingy <laughs> and there's math around the fire pit. <laughs> what? I didn't come here to do algebra. You guys suck. <laughs> I think those words may have come out of my mouth when we were doing that pirate room. I think they I think, did, actually. <laughs> I think the yes. only problem, not problem, actually, the, as I said, the one that I actually just did not like was the brain scan. But the one that I was thinking to myself that didn't really make as much sense is when they had the zero, the zero puzzle, and you had to figure out the base 10, base 16, and thinking nobody goes to base 24 or base 32. What, what are we even talking about there? And all they really wanted to do was just like, take the Z and add 10. And it's like, oh, okay. I guess that's them trying to convince us how to figure out what those numbers are. But, you know, I started thinking to myself, oh, what would this be? Are they different bases for each letter since you gave it to us? You know, I started trying to think in in weird ways. And then I thought, oh, maybe I should just make it simpler. And they're they're not trying to teach us about bases. They just want us to add 10 to every number and then we're good and it's like oh okay <laughs> and nice the weird thing though is like the hexadecimal stuff it comes back yeah um yeah because at the like so the ending that you haven't got to yet it comes back like um it shows up at least twice more just about though. so like e yeah. equals 14 for example that was one area there was another thing where you get c plus 10 plus f or wait, no, no, that was the first time. Anyway, mm-hmm. doesn't matter. Yeah. But like, for example, you find out that like, oh, June and Santa always have to go into the same room together because their bracelets don't actually say what they are. Like what's on their bracelet isn't correct. Ah, okay. Just like the zero and the six. Right. So they have to be in the same rooms because like the two bracelets that they have together sort of balance it out makes sense which is funny because you'd think that she would have made it so that she always had to be with you <laughs> you would think <laughs> but because she always gave you that whole like you're not gonna come with me yeah <laughs> yes we will after this <laughs> never mind <laughs> which is kind of neat why they had always the stars come up so you actually don't see what the number is so it's a clever way of mm-hmm. hi- hiding that as well yeah yeah there was a lot about this that was pretty amazing. It, it felt like 
you know, the video game version of a first generation escape room. Mm-hmm. Um, with it that leaned really heavy into the math theme. Oh, absolutely. So. <laughs> um, so anyway, uh, any, any final thoughts on the Nonary Games 999, which I closed the uh, the Google Doc I have, so I don't know what it is. It's nine hours, nine people, nine doors, right? Nine hours, yeah. nine persons, nine doors. There we go. Um, I think they do eventually explain the mummy at the end. Not not in the end of this one, but I think they do actually explain it in the next game, and I had totally forgotten about it. Because hmm. you were asking me about it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, don't... Okay, so here's my big thing. My final thought on this is... Okay. If you... And you know this because you chastised me for it. If you've played through the first one, and you care enough that you want to find out what's going on or what the deal was... Don't go on the internet and look it up. No. Because they don't differentiate between the first game and the second game, and maybe, I don't know, even the third game, who can say, when they're handing out wild clues and information. Mm-hmm. So I accidentally learned something while trying to look up characters. Yeah. Because it, of pic- it, pictures and names. Mm-hmm. If you're interested in playing like the entire trilogy, do not look up character info or art or anything yet. Don't do it. No, Wait until no. you've played all of them. Yes. And so, Errol, do you think you're going to work on the second one uh, now, along with us? Because we're about to start doing a second run-through. And then uh, come back and joining us again? Or should we drag on uh, Manpans or one of your other co-hosts? Are you going to do the next one and come oh, back? Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm definitely going to do the next one. And I can come back if you want me. I know I was like, you know, I'm jumping ahead and going all over the place. I'm thinking, I'm a horrible guest. <laughs> but yeah, hey, I'm, a, I'm quite happy. And this time, you know, depending on when you're going to do it, now that I know maybe ahead of time, then I, I will have time to, to play the games. When I was, so I like to look up on, uh, what is it? Like how long to beat. There's a how long to beat website. Oh. That tells you like about how long any game will take. Um and it's something along the lines of like I think Nonary Games says like a single digit number and then like the next one is either double or triple that number. Ah. Okay. There's no way this was a single digit run through. That's what I mean. <laughs> I mean, I guess if you play Errol style and you skip everything, it might have been single digit for me. But I haven't played the final, haven't played the Golden Lock one. But I did kind of auto skip an awful lot. You've got like twelve more hours of game. <laughs> you do, you really do. Yeah. Okay. So they estimate. Okay, hold on. So they estimate it. If you do apparently just the main story, it's nine and a half hours, which I don't know what they mean by that, but they say if you're doing a completionist run, it is 21 and a half hours. What, for the first that one? right. We For the first one. Oh. Yeah. Let's see. We're, we're about at 20 hours, I think. Maybe eight, 19 to 20 oh, hours. Oh, I could probably find out how long it took me, because this is Steam. Oh, Steam tells ah. us these things. Okay. I can check. For the second one, Let me check. it estimates... Which I imagine we're going to do the completionist run because I feel like there's you. no other way. Um, it says it's thirty six and a half hours. 
Ugh. So right, I so have here that I played Earliest. 13 hours. Now, I know one of those hours I kept it on because all of a sudden my kids called me to watch a K-drama. So actually two of those <laughs> hours, I just left it running in the background because I was in the middle right. of a puzzle. And you know how this game works. It's just like, oh, I don't want to press space again. So I'm just going to keep it where it is so I don't yeah. have to press escape. So I know at least two of those hours are, were dedicated to K-dramas. But other than that, so I spent 11 hours on this thing. So that's good to know. Okay. But I've only well, unlocked well, I say- five out of 38. Oh, I didn't get very many achievements. I suck. I have no idea. <laughs> I'm not opening Steam. It's not happening. <laughs> um, all right. So we do need to wrap this up. Uh, but I'm going to say, Errol, uh, you should do an episode on K-dramas or something with people who know them and care. Yeah, there's like, you know, nobody I know in real life. I had to join. A- My wife oh, does. Oh, really? Does she watch K-dramas? She'll, she'll watch anything. She'll watch any costume drama. <laughs> I actually don't watch. Like I don't watch historical dramas. That's the one thing I don't watch. Which ones do you watch? All the other ones. There are so many. <laughs> There's so many K dramas. I know. I got really into uh, which one was it? I think it was like Boys Over Flowers. Oh, or stop! Like really? Stop! You guys can talk about yeah. that after. <laughs> okay. All right. So let's wrap this up. Um, you want to know how many hours I have right, in Stardew so. Valley? <laughs> Just stop. Just let's come, let me finish this so I can stop recording because I'm having to edit this, oh, I'm okay. sure. And it's two hours now. And so, all right. Anyway, I'd like to thank all of our listeners who have gotten this far in the show uh, to, uh, to to listen to our tales of the nonary games. We haven't actually revealed the solutions to too many puzzles. So if you just want to play the puzzles, I think you could still get it and play through most of them. Wouldn't you guys both agree? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then you can just press auto-skip, so that's also good. Oh, and I, I think call you that? could still get something out of playing through the story, too, and actually reading through the dialogue. <laughs> so you could do it in Errol mode or Stephanie mode. <laughs> Apparently, I'm hybrid mode. Um, but anyway, uh, uh, friends, buddies, pals, uh, let, us, let our listeners know once again where you can be found on the show. And Stephanie, you first. Where uh, can you be found either on the internet or streaming? All right. So you can find me on Twitch as The Nephilope, and you can find me on uh, Twitter and Instagram as Nephilope. And? Oh, and my website, Errol. which is just www.nephilope.com. So. Yay. Yay. And Errol, you. Do I follow you, Steph? I didn't know that you're. I don't know. Oh, man. You don't like me. I'm. I know I follow you. Okay, I must follow you. She has a couple you. of accounts. Oh. Anyway, uh, you can just find us on inversegenius.com, your podcast. for I, I, I should listen to what you say, Donald, because I always messed up our outro and how I should say. Anyway, you can find me, roomescapedivas.com. <laughs> that's, that's good. <laughs> I'd have to tell you how to spell my last name, and I just, just that's tiring because <laughs> everything is like... Check yeah, the show notes yeah, yeah, for the yeah, links. Thank you for listening to Inverse Genius. You can find out more about us and the other people who help us create all of our fine shows over at InverseGenius.com, where we have a bunch of other amazing shows, including on board games, on RPGs, games in schools and libraries, Room Escape Divas, and the Party Gamecast featuring the Party Gamecast, the podcast about party games and games you take to parties, and 
We have some amazing, amazing streamers now with Lin Theory and Nephilope. Lots of stuff going on. That's it for this episode of the Inverse Genius Podcast. The Inverse Genius Podcast is licensed under Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives 3.0 License. Thank you.